0: Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a podcast made by Chinese med students for everyone. Uh, Today, we've got four co-hosts. We have Nick. Yo. Charlene. Hello. Timmy. Hey, yo. And I am Brendan. Today, we are going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the uglier TCM. Now, today's topic is going to be quite different to what we usually talk about. A little bit controversial. A little bit controversial. So, I want to put a quick disclaimer Anything we say is our own opinion, uh, unless it, we reference a proper uh, a proper place where it comes from. Um, and on top of that, we'll be talking a lot about controversial topics. So again, take what we say is a grain of salt. And as we're talking about more controversial stuff, we're going to try and keep our opinions, uh, sorry, what we say as unbiased as possible. Uh, sometimes we will accidentally leak it out. You know, it does get us worked up. So yeah, we
1: are we are Chinese med students, so we obviously believe in Chinese medicine. You know, we believe in our craft, but we're gonna be open minded about what the skeptics say and what everybody else says that's not Chinese med based. Um, and yeah, just keep an open mind that it's not for everybody as well.
0: So the reason why we found that this topic was pretty important, we came across, uh, we've come across a couple articles uh, stating uh, different legitimacies and different opinions about TCF in general. So we thought that we'd talk a little bit about that in general. I said in general twice, but you know me.
1: <laughs> and it's a pretty heated topic. Like every time it's brought up on the news or social media, it's like they there's always people that are ready to blast it and put it down. Um and you know, I think they don't always come from um evidence like it doesn't always come from like a good place. It normally comes from like, this is, this is not the normal per se. So if it's not the normal, I'm going to blast it. And, you know, why, why should I believe in something that is not normal? Yeah. I think that's, that's like a big thing of like what people talk, like the
2: bad side of the, the bad stuff they talk about Chinese made is like, oh, it's like snake oil sort
1: of thing. It's all like a big thing is that it's perceived as being like, snake oil is like a huge thing, but. Uh, we've n- have we ever talked about snake oil in class or anything? Nope. Like, uh, <laughs> the only time I've ever heard of snake oil being used is by, like, people that don't believe in Chinese
0: medicine. Uh, I, my <laughs> my dad uses it a lot. Like, a lot of trauma stuff he uses. Uh, but that's like the white. fake
1: snake oil stuff. Like, yeah. I've heard about that in like not so long ago, but it's I, I, I don't think it actually contains any snake oil.
0: Oh, I think maybe it might be based on, like, a an old remedy where they actually used
1: yeah, the yeah numbing
0: yeah. or whatever part, the constituents of a snake venom, but they realised, hey, it's dangerous and could be illegal, so probably not.
1: Yeah, no, I, d- I think the the modern version of that doesn't actually contain any snake oil. What, what's the... I only
2: understand it as, like, a reference. I don't actually know where it originated. Yeah, that's,
1: that's what I mean. Like, we've... It's never come up and it's not, like, a thing for us. I I'm not sure. Yeah, um, I'm not. I was, I was a bit confused about, like, that. Because everybody was, like, like I did a bit of, like, a Reddit go through, you know, because Reddit's a wonderful place. And a lot of it was, like, uh, making jokes about snake oil and TCM. And I was, like, what? And,
0: I think uh, it's supposed to be anti-inflammatory. Is that right? I think, I I think it's supposed to be an, an anti-inflammatory. Sense. I mean, like, yeah, the, n- the numbing and the... Whole warming sensation that you're supposed to get from it. I don't know. I've just seen it used in terms of trauma and things like that. Uh, yeah, it makes jo- sense. joint pain and all that.
2: I just know it was used as like a derogatory term for Chinese men, like snake <laughs> yeah, oil. It's just an insult. <laughs> yeah, it's just an insult just to say but it's like
1: yeah.
0: fake sort I've, of thing. I personally haven't heard that. No, I haven't. That's news to me. But hey, if I hear it, then I'm going to be offended.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love how like you're trying to move on to like how a snake oil would work when it's like they're just using it as like a. Yeah,
1: like, like it. It does obviously have some background, yeah definitely. in ancient china obviously that's a point that I want to bring up that in ancient China they didn't believe like they didn't think about the consequences of killing things as much as we do now, and it was like you know we're going to use this for health and not because you know
0: yeah a lot of a lot of news outlets attribute the whole uh, extinction of some animals which which Chinese medicine the harvesting of some Chinese medicine herbs does lead to some extinctions I think Uh, like it does lead to it at some stage like you know I it
3: contributes you can't say it leads to it yeah Yeah, contributes
0: sorry that's why I meant not lead Mm -hmm. to like the the harvesting of rhino horns and Mm -hmm. things like that and the uh, news outlets being news outlets they like to jump and exploit that idea it's an easy enemy very easy yeah um,
1: and that's just the trade we're in. That's unfortunate, but we're an, e- we're an easy target. But like even in Western society, you know, we cultivate a lot of things, and there's a lot of like forest, like deforesting, and you know, there's a lot of things that in Western society we cultivate that's leading to endangered species or stuff. Orangutans. But it's just, yeah, orangutans. But it's just not brought up as much, and it's not like attacked as much. And, I don't know.
0: No, that's true. That's a good point. I never thought about that. The whole, uh, the was it, what's the word I'm looking for? The cultivation. Cultivation. That's it. The cultivation <laughs> of palm oil. Yeah, like that's orangutans and things like that. Except right. Palm oil is still used like everywhere, and you know there was like a big campaign for it, but where is it now? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and no one's actually used it as a device to attack anything. You know.
1: Yeah, and they never they they don't use it as like a contrast between, like, Chinese medicine or Western medicine or Eastern and Western medicine, um, if you will. You know, they don't use it as a contrast. They just attack the bad stuff. and It's it's a real shame. Why do you think a lot
2: of, like, mainstream media and stuff do that and, like, they attack Chinese medicine specifically or, like, alternative medicines overall?
1: I think because it's not the normal. So it's not, like, a hospital science-based um you know it's not like where everybody goes and so if it's not the normal for everybody then it's an easy it's an easy thing to target especially on the news and like a current affair and whatnot is because they can they can band together a lot of people to say like this is bad you know they that's an yeah it's an easy way to get a lot of people to agree to one thing
3: Also because there's such an unknown about it, not very many people understand the theory behind it or like what even Chinese medicine is. So for mainstream media to be like, this is the general opinion, people that don't know, they'll be like, oh, this is mainstream media. This is like probably you know, they'd probably know what they're talking about and they're more and then they likely just, to And be then
1: they just rope it in with, like, witchcraft, voodoo. Yeah. and
0: They utilise that stuff to, and what frustrates me is they use fear-mongering to almost... Uh, oh, that's
1: all media, isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, like, that's that's the frustrating part because it, it, it brings such, like, a, a, a reason why you shouldn't try Chinese medicine, but there's nothing to be afraid of. People are so afraid of needles, but syringes aren't even close to acupuncture needles. You know what I mean? Things like that yeah. is just kind of frustrating.
1: And you you're always hear like bad stories associated with Chinese medicine first. You know, uh, somebody will not hesitate to bring up a, a traumatic time mm-hmm. with Chinese medicine. And yeah, I feel like there's a lot of traumatic times with Western medicine, you know, with surgeries going wrong or, you know, this or that, but we still trust them so much. But we're quick to distrust like yeah, anything that's, that's not that. You know, e- even if we rope in, like, chiropractic and physios and, you know, all the stuff that's not so, like, hospital-based medicine. Have you heard there was, like, this recent article on,
2: what was it, The Age, I think, which is our newspaper. Is our, yeah, one of our local newspapers. One of our local newspapers in Australia where it talks about how there's this guy who went to one dentist and he was... Is this, like, a backyard dentist? No, no, no. Oh, it, was like a it, was real, it was like a real dentist who was treating... It was like a, he was treating was like a f-
1: north, side, north side of Melbourne thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's my, it's my cousin.
1: <laughs> he was doing like backyard dentist jobs and removing fillings and stuff. And yeah, it was was actually really bad. But yeah, go on. Yeah, this, this guy... No, this was like a real dentist. So he's been
2: like... He's been in <laughs> it Licensed. for like... Yeah, license And he's been in it for like a couple of years of like actually doing in the actual field. And he was told by one dentist to get this done which was like uh i think he needed some uh a lot of like uh stuff filled in or like some decay or whatever and it would cost him four thousand dollars worth for crowning and whereas and he went to another dentist for a second opinion and he said it would only cost him like 700 bucks for fillings. and it's like that's a crazy four thousand dollars compared to seven hundred
1: dollars well that's another big topic like that people easily attack acupuncture or chinese medicine for is that it costs you know the average price of a treatment is between you know 70 and 120 dollars ish you know we're in that sort of realm and a lot of people are like oh why would you pay that much like why would you pay that much for for voodoo on the other side of that we do pay a lot for dentistry or you know other Mm -hmm. medical problems like I mean,
3: a, people are willing to pay more for what they consider as essentials like dentistry and like all that type of stuff is like an essential, but because they don't understand as much, they don't consider Chinese medicine as essential or like chiro, osteo, physio. Yeah. yeah. They're and all I, extras.
0: I think the instant the instant feeling that uh, we want, like the instant relief that Western medicine is based on, is, isn't isn't doesn't line up with TCM at all. So when you when you have that follow through and people are like oh you know i put this uh a cortical steroid on my eczema and it went away straight away then they're more they're more inclined to rely on that rather than go towards something like TCM which will you know maybe the herbs or the acupuncture will sustain you over a long period of time so then they're more inclined that to know to think that it doesn't work because we're so used to instant relief and things like that we're we're, we're built on a society where it's we're taking neurofins we're taking panadol painkillers to band-aid the whole the the whole uh the problem exactly
3: and i think west not okay not trying to be general about it but sometimes western medicine is a band-aid fix i've got a headache Let's take some painkillers to mask the pain rather than addressing the actual cause of the pain. Why are you getting headaches? Like, what's wrong with your body? And I think that's the strength of Chinese medicine that we look at every single part of you, not just where your pain is. We're looking at your digestion, your sleep, everything that's contributing to this pain in your body.
0: Good Western, good Western medicine doctors do look at every facet of lifestyle and I like I have had experiences where people have considered my gut for my eczema I, I like I'd, I've said in earlier episodes I have suffered from a bad eczema for a while and people have examined my gut for uh, for my eczema and which is isn't a very common uh, pathway for uh, to diagnose eczema but they did it and it was I was very thankful for that so thankfully there are good like, there are good Western medicine doctors that will look at the whole lifestyle thing, but there are a lot that... And I understand because you go to a GP, they have a lot of patients, and they they see a lot of patients constantly, and some people just want prescriptions filled, some people just want a Band-Aid for their cut that they have or whatever. So I understand why they would go kind of like, okay, bang, done, bang, done, and not take the time to look into it, and, th- and they'll be doing it for X amount of years. So I understand that as much as possible. But
1: and they don't get... Sometimes they don't get treated with the amount of respect that they deserve as well, which is quite
2: sad. But I think another good quality of Chinese med is that uh, we, we tend to try and like, we still have lots of ways to treat someone. If like, let's just say, because uh, I have a patient who has gone to like uh, a doctor and stuff and he's done all the surgery and stuff and he's like, the doctor's pretty much like, there's nothing we can do more for you. I think a good thing about Chinese med is that we can always, there's there's always something we can do to help support whatever cause or like even if it might just be like uh, to help constitutionally or help something overall, we at least have that option for you to like, even though there might not be something we can do structurally, but there's always something that we can do to help support it so you might not have as much pain or you might not feel as bad sort of thing
1: so what do you say to the people that say like it doesn't work or that it's all placebo because there's no actual like or there's less scientific research done about acupuncture um uh, yeah what do you say to those well how do you balance that like does it work placebo
2: so something i normally say because obviously chinese medicine isn't based on it's not evidence-based right because like Right now... Do you feel like that's a problem? Like, do you feel like that brings up a lot of issues? Uh, I think uh, yes and no. to Like, because what's happened is... Because the foundation of Chinese medicine isn't evidence-based because it's been around for so long. But what's happening now is that there is more research being done. There is evidence being formed about what, what works and what doesn't work. What is, like, that voodoo magic that we often get described and what's not, what's some beneficial stuff we can take from herbs from acupuncture that actually has shown to have evidence that works i think that's something that i always point out to people who always try and like make like snarky comments about how it's like oh it doesn't work it's all just like voodoo sort of stuff it's like there is research being done at the moment now where it shows this has shown in these trials um i do point out though that a lot of the trials that i've seen don't have like it's really hard it's really difficult for them to point out what exactly um
1: like the the validity of it yeah i it's really hard to um to have a good amount of people that have the same thing that will be have the same treatments to see to get to like a certain result um and it's really difficult to do that um to have like a controlled study and I, I feel like they don't always understand that like people coming from the outside don't always understand that it's not the easiest to have a controlled study about acupuncture or chinese medicine
0: i did come across a study or a trial about i think i don't know if it was uh might have been uh more like depression or uh lower back pain or something like that and they the the conclusive evidence was that the acupuncture didn't do a lot or according to the what they were measuring against. Uh, one thing that they did explore within the trial was that the possibility that the level of progress isn't the same as, like the, in, in the science world, isn't the same as in the TCM world. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you sort of base it on like a vast scale, which is like out of 10, which, I mean, well, for pain at least. And that is, that has other complications because it's so like subjective, One person's five is not another person's five. Um, So that comes with other problems as well. I think the biggest
2: thing uh, in research for Chinese medicine that makes it hard to measure is that sometimes people have specific symptoms, but in Chinese medicine, the syndrome is different. So let me give you an example. So let's just say I have a headache, like Charlene said before um so what they try and treat in like research and stuff is like how do you get rid of the headache whereas in chinese medicine the headache may be caused by like blood deficiency or maybe liver young uprise which is two very different sort of syndromes where the liver young is in excess and one is like deficiency blood deficiency where it's dull distending whereas one is sharp so i think that's a very hard thing that it's very difficult to measure and keep that as an extra, uh, like an extra factor when doing research.
0: I think what's really cool, if you can kind of decipher between the two of like, you know, fixing, fixing the underlying issue and then fixing the actual problem, is that you'll be like, oh, I take this pill, oh, my headache goes away. But then if you treat the underlying thing, whether it be a spleen, young, sorry, kidney sorry, liver, young, uprise, or a blood deficiency, then you'll find that you'll have headaches less often or in less, with less intensity. Which I which I find pretty cool. Uh, instead of just band-aiding the problem, you're actually fixing the core issue underlying and causing that type of symptom. And um, what
1: do you say to the people that just say it's a coincidence? Well, like i will ask them to, uh, what do you mean by what it happens by coincidence? <laughs> like because you've got acupuncture and now you're better, it's just a coincidence that this happens. Because that's like a common like. Because I searched through lots of like comments and what people are saying, and like these were the the most frequently said things was like, oh, it's just a coincidence that you got better. Uh, like, like, as time goes on, you will naturally get better anyway. Right. But because you had acupuncture, you coincidentally got better quicker.
0: I mean, even that's a part of the treatment. Like going out and seeing someone even if it's even if you did a whole bunch of talking during your consult, then yeah, you did something. You know that, and that's the idea of Chinese medicine is the holistic view of it. You go in, you see the patient, even just talk to the patient to make them feel better.
1: So are you saying? So like, <laughs> even. I don't want to like debate with you, but no, no, no. Yeah. So you're saying then that talking to somebody is as equal as getting acupuncture. Like going to the practitioner is as beneficial as getting the acupuncture.
0: More so, even the experience of like interacting with the practitioner is a part of the Chinese medicine treatment too. I mean, like I always talk about this one patient where she came in, she was, she wasn't happy with her lifestyle. She wasn't feeling too great. And then I gave her like a nice calming stress, uh, stress relieving treatment. She, she had like problems with her sleep and her diet and things like that. Next week she come through and she's like, Hey, I'm feeling great. And as much as we, uh, I'd like to attribute to my treatment being what contributed to how she felt great, her lifestyle was getting better, and everything. Um, end of the day, it could even just be that she just let it all out at once, you know. She just uh, came in, she actually tried to get more help, and actually came out, and then now she's doing better. And it could, it could or couldn't have been my treatment, but the fact that she, she actually came out, it improved her lifestyle,
2: right? So, do you think it's like uh, she helped, she wants to help herself, and in doing that through Chinese medicine, she's used that as like a doorway to try and help herself and her other problems and stuff like that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. At the bare minimum. Like if, 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 if in a way we worked end of the day, she got better. So you can't say that it doesn't work because she got better. In but a way, could no? she
1: have gotten better without acupuncture yeah. or treatment is, you know, is the, the big debate is like, if you were just somebody on the street or a friend or whatever, like, could you have just helped her without having the acupuncture Would that? have gotten better.
2: What's something you would normally say, Nick, if they said, ah, it's just naturally would have done it anyways without Chinese
1: medicine or something like that? What would you do to answer your own sort of question? Well, I, I, I believe that Chinese medicine does do more than, you know, well, it, it actually does something because it does stimulate the nervous system. You know, we're tapping into the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. You know, we're getting things moving. Even if we, you know, we take it as a full Western medicine Side, and, you know, take out zang fu spleen, qi, yin, yang, five elements, everything. We take it down to the bare minimum that when you insert an acupuncture needle, it stimulates the nervous system to do something. It fires neurons. It gets the body to think about what's happening. You know, at its most simplest form, you know, that's, that's actually doing something inside the body. So from like,
0: like a physiological sense.
1: Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not just like you're sticking a needle into the skin where it's just, you know, in the dermis of the skin. It's, but you're sticking it into the muscle. So then the brain thinks about that. That's going to be like, okay, well, there's something happening there. So then let's start a process of like what's going on.
3: And there are studies that kind of show, I guess, MRI and acupuncture. They're needling while they're in an MRI machine and they're showing like the brain activity. And we can link some of those for you if you're interested, but there is starting to be more of that in acupuncture and even electroacupuncture.
1: Yeah, those you know, those links to the brain is is evidence enough for me to say like when this happens there is there is solid concrete evidence that something is happening in the body, whether we want to attribute that to we're tonifying this or you know sedating this or doing whatever um is up to us but if we you know when we actually do something it's making the body do whatever you know it's actually concrete evidence of something happening inside the body
2: let's 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 face another bad thing that uh like lots of people say normally too is uh is there any side effects or is there any like bad things that can happen when i do like acupuncture or herbs or something like that from chinese medicine
3: there are i guess i would say minimal compared to some other things that you could do to your body that does have more side effects i think um that's why Chinese med. There's all these regul in Australia at least. There's these regulations and precautions to make sure that the side effects are minimal and that you don't I experience w- it.
1: <coughs> I was reading this article that was talking about um, it was talking about deaths with Chinese medicine, and and acupuncture and other in like acupuncture related injuries, and it's only like I was really confused its only uh, argument was non-trained acupuncturists or acupuncturists that weren't trained like as much as fully qualified Japanese acupuncturists. There was... It, was, it, was even, it wasn't even a high number. It was like 13% of like 55,000 or something had an injury related to acupuncture. But then when the Japanese fully qualified acupuncturists... Um, treated, there was like a lower number, and it was just like, okay, so when you're fully qualified in this, you will have lower incidence of <laughs> death. And I was like, uh, what? What are you even trying to say? It's like, so, yeah, when you're qualified and you know what you're doing, there's less incidence of death. That's it's, that's I like a total I turnaround. We're a I, I, know, I, so I don't know.
3: Acupuncture. I don't
0: even hear it. But I am so triggered. <laughs> it's just like what. Am I what is that
1: this? like what is your argument trying to say like i yeah, I totally didn't understand what what that was all about, but I was like, yeah, and in Australia, we're well trained under you know high supervision for five years, and you know we we know what we're doing, and it's very stressed that we're not gonna kill somebody. I think another big thing
2: that people say is that a lot of stuff is unregulated or like Things aren't being done because, like, it. We're just sort of like Chinese acupuncturists or practitioners are just like free flowing and they can use whatever without any sort of guidelines.
1: What do you think about that? There is. Well, I feel like that's an old argument now, because even in the U.S., there is more and more and more regulations happening. You know, because it's all done by state. So every state has their own regulations and their own board, but. Back in the day, it was just like, well, if you bought acupuncture needles, you could acupuncture. You just couldn't call yourself an acupuncturist. As time is going on, there is more regulation, um, and now we're even in the the who. Uh, what does who stand for? World Health Organization. Uh, on the you know we're in the in that scheme. We're in that realm of health now. So we're you know regulated by the top, we're regulated by the top of the top, and in Australia we're regulated by APRA. And there's another one as well. The
3: Chinese Medicine Board of Australia.
1: There, there it is. We've got our own board, you know, so I I feel like we're well-regulated, especially in Australia.
3: And I think to that, the not-regulated-the-herb side, there is a decent list that we're not allowed to use that's scheduled or CITES in Australia, because... Which is rea-
1: updated all the time. Yeah,
3: it was updated like a month ago. <laughs> um, but like they're endangered species or they're not cultivated in a, um, I guess, sustainable or humane way. Those herbs we don't use. So the things that you hear about those shock images, like rhino horns and the tigers that are being culled, we don't use that in Australia. That's not, that's not And I feel
1: like it's very like left field um, designed for, I don't want to like segregate people, but like designed for like the rich, Wealthy people that operate behind the scenes. It's not like a common everyday thing. Like, I'm not selling rhino horn to Joe Blow off the street. You know, not that I'm selling rhino horn to <laughs> <the> <laughs> to president anyone. or something, but <laughs> you know, yeah. I feel like it's it's not like a common thing. It's not like it's being circulated around the the dark streets of Chinese medicine or anything like that.
0: Yeah, and I think I think also that what they forget a lot of the time is that. Practitioners are human too. We're not gonna use something that we don't want to use in the first place. It's like, oh, I'm gonna literally kill a rhino to just take its horn, so then I don't know someone can feel better for like a couple of days. You know what I mean? That's it, we have our own moral compass that we just don't want to do that.
1: And it come out that rhino horn is not actually like even in Chinese medicine world, it's not actually used as an aphrodisiac. Like it's not. It's not what all the Westerners say it's <laughs> for. It's like, what? <laughs> Like, what do you mean? Like, even Chinese medicine is saying we're not using it for what the west Western side is saying we're using it for. In saying that, it is being, it is being used, um, and that's that's really devastating and sad to say. But there is parts that are using it, and you know, just being a part of Chinese medicine, we're being roped into that.
0: I mean, it's not, sometimes it's not even Chinese med-based. Sometimes it can be just other, um, other herb avenues or other modalities that utilize things like that, and that's. But not then they
1: put it to like alternative herbs. Yeah, it's and th- we're again roped into that.
0: Yeah, exactly, like so. Look, look, maybe the whole, maybe the herbalists, other herbalists are using it. Not basically just Chinese med, traditional Chinese medicine uh, practitioners. They're not the only ones devastating the herbs. World, yeah. you know what I mean, and. Even that devastating the world, bro. Um, ph- um, pharmaceutical companies, in itself, they have their own issues where it's like, oh, you know, they globalize on pe- other people's health. Sorry, they capitalize on other people's health, and no one. I mean, people talk about that, but they're they're so quick to judge like TCM practices and, and things like that.
1: I feel like the, the one problem they have with Chinese herbs is that they can't they can't extract or use them for multi-million dollar gain from all these pharmaceutical companies. They can't take like a Lu that we use for lots of things, like lots of yin deficiency and, you know, um, menopause and whatnot. They can't take that and be like, this is the menopause formula and we'll sell this for $50 a bottle and you'll all feel better because, you know, they just can't take advantage of that. And I feel like when when you say to these type of people, like, that's not going to work to take advantage of this, they get upset. And then they start slamming you. That's what happened to hemp, right? (laughs) And they just come back. The cotton killed it.
0: They'll never never, uh, sell it as a legitimate product, though. They'll never be like, oh, this will work. Because obviously, like, the legal obligations and things like that. But every now and then, you do see, like, a fad here and there that kind of just like, oh, try this and all your problems will be solved. And as people that, you know, we are in the field... We just roll our eyes in a way because it's, it's like... Yeah, man, and, and there's not nothing we can
1: do as, you know, the little people, which is sad, but yeah. Um. Anything else that you guys want to bring up? We'll just fill this quiet space with... I don't
2: want to go
3: back to your coincidence thing, just because the definition... Uh, uh, I don't uh, agree trickling. with... Yes w- coincidence to me means like oh, it like just ha- like it just happened and you didn't really do anything, and it just happened to happen, whereas if you're saying you went to a Chinese med practitioner and then you got better, that's just a coincidence, but there's a clear cause or like you've done something
1: hmm. yeah, but they believe it's all like placebo effects or <laughs> that like nothing is even happening, so you're going there. And then you get better the next day is just a coincidence that, you know, that the thing that happened in the middle didn't actually make a difference to your life Mm. at all and you were going to get better anyway.
3: Do you have patients like that? I'm just curious that people come in and they're just... Skeptical, but they've been told by bee's face right now. They've been told by someone to try it. I've had people oh, okay. yeah, like I was gonna say, that like come like in and like even where I work, there's people that come in or call up and they're like, "Oh, I don't know what it is. Um Does it actually work?" See, but that's like, a
1: fair question though. Like that whole, I don't know what it is. Does it work? Like, what am I signing myself up to? Yeah. Type thing is a fair question. Yeah, that's that's I'm okay.
3: Happy. Yeah, to, happy to answer that, but when people come in and they've tried it and they're still very skeptical, and they, as a receptionist, demand answers from you, and you're just like, "Well, I'm not treating you, so I don't actually know."
1: And it takes time. It's, you know, that's it's hard. It's hard to say what is exactly going to happen, and that's you know that comes back to that whole. Um, everybody's an individual, and we treat individual out individually. You know, we tailor herbs and we tailor acupuncture prescriptions, you know, to everybody and everybody's different. So, you know, it's not like Western medicine where, you know, like Tom was saying before, where it's like syndromes and symptoms, you know, we're not going to treat everybody the same. We're not going to just say like, because you have this, you have to take this medication. Like you have to be taking these meds. It's like, okay, so I've got a list of 10 or 12 formulas that, could be acceptable but have, you know, many different herbs or, you know, there's there's a list, list of 30 acupuncture points that I could use but I'm going to choose these ones because they're actually for your internal condition and your external condition. I think something that a lot of people also
2: think where it's like Western Med versus Chinese Med about going back to your um, time thing where it takes time is that because they're so used to Western Med just being like instantly something kicks in Oh, and I get like vomiting or something like that, it's like they don't take into consideration that Tony's Med is more, it's a more sort of gentle approach where it takes time for your body to actually like come back and like build it back up from the bottom up sort of thing. Um, I think that's something that we don't actually talk about with Tony's Med where it's like pretend this person's having this condition for 20 years or something and they come in for the one treatment and there's just absolutely no improvement at all. It's like, yeah, it takes time, especially for these long periods of like, conditions where you've suffered it for chronic amounts of
1: time. The other thing I saw on the internet a lot was, and they started their, their post or whatever with, I've never tried it, but, and then they go on and slam it. And it's Ooh. like, you've never tried it. So, like, why do you have an
0: opinion on it? How's it like, a basis? How are you going to believe that? What what validity does your opinion have at all, you know? Yeah. That makes no sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then they go on to say, like, I've never tried it, but, you know, it's, it's all a <laughs> sham and it's all placebo and it's all this and it's all that. And it's like, d- well, give it a shot.
3: Yeah, I think they're entitled to their opinion. But if you're someone that's reading an article like that, keep in mind that they've never tried it <laughs> and that – if you read an article from someone who has tried it and they do have something to say, like, that's understandable.
1: Yeah, like a valid argument for or against. I'm not, not saying that everybody that tries Chinese medicine is going to be for it. And, you know, that's yeah. just a part of life. But at least be, like, open to trying it or, you know, doing some actual research and saying, like, so these are the good bits and these are the bad bits. Let's not just focus on the bad bits.
0: To be fair... Uh, TCM won't work for everyone. It's like it's like Western medicine. Some drugs are uh, completely just. Some people just don't get affected by them, and that's a fair thing. So when people come up to me and they're like, "Oh, I had this treatment and it didn't do anything for me," that's fair. Maybe just it's just not for you. Maybe that's just not your thing. Um, so I don't really I don't really hate on people that don't fully believe it. I'm just like like Charlene said, you're entitled to your opinion. So I'll leave you to be. Um, and
1: sometimes other. Other modalities are better for certain things. It's not like we're the best and the be end and you know be be all and end all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. Sometimes it is better to use something else, and yeah. that's that's fine.
0: The, w- the way I like to look at it is that TCM exists uh, has has been built separately from the Western med and like you know the science base back in I don't know ancient Greece or whatever where. Where it came from, um, they existed separately, so they based they were based upon different uh, different theories and things like that. Um, the the theories upon science ended up being the more predominant one, so therefore our Western world is based on that. That's why we the view on Chinese medicine is completely different to the one in uh, uh, in China as it is here. You know, Western Eastern it's it's different.
3: And in China, it's just medicine; it's integrated into the hospitals. It's where you go, you can pick what you want to do, but it's all at the hospitals. There's no private clinics um, for it and it's just somewhere that people go to seek help.
1: What do you say to the people that, um, so the argument is that just because it's lasted through history doesn't mean anything. Like history isn't a valid argument because obviously a lot of things have lasted through history but not been great. Have Have we got any arguments for that? I think... For be, or again?
2: Yeah, I think something for it, I guess, is that... I think a lot of people forget that a lot of the medicine that we have today comes from herbs and stuff like that, where it's they've taken the properties out of the actual plants and actually used it to make the drugs that, that we have now today.
1: So then the argument following on that one is like, so then why would we take the herbs now? So if we've taken all the good yeah. bits why take the herbs
3: because not all the herbs have had all the good stuff extracted in i guess western society chinese medicine is relatively new it's still kind of like in its baby form and people are still researching trying to figure out how they to integrate it into like a western lifestyle so don't be too harsh on it because it is still relatively new in a western Mm -hmm. society whereas it's not in an eastern society
0: especially because they coexist within our Western world. I like The way I like to think about Chinese med and Western med is that they both fill the holes that each of them can't fill themselves. So there's some things that Chinese med can do and things that like it can't do and then things that Western med can do and can't do. So like, for example, uh, chemo. Chinese med's great for managing chemo, uh, while managing the symptoms, yeah. symptoms of of associated chemo. with chemo, yeah. Do you know Excellent. that um, Nobel Prize winner who
2: f- for Chinese med? She she won like a Nobel Prize for malaria. Yeah, the for
3: the artemesinin. That's the one with too many
2: ends that they just put in. Yeah, that's that's a big thing I wanted to point out too, where it's like
1: yeah, because that's that's like a common argument that's used, but it's like they all say that's like a one in a million thing, and the rest of it is just bullshit that's what
2: we're trying to do like i said before is we're filtering out like i definitely agree that there is some stuff in chinese med that doesn't isn't relevant anymore or we can't use but that's what we're trying to do is find the
1: the wheat from the shaft right we're just trying
2: to find the wheat that we can
1: use yeah so what do you do in the meantime like you know when there is all the all the stuff that we may not need or may not need to use all the the stuff that doesn't actually work Mm -hmm. do we just use it anyway I think this, <laughs> the stuff that we, yeah, I,
2: I get what you mean. You know, it's like, like, yeah. What's the point? What Yeah, what's, which one's the good stuff and which one's the bad stuff? I think they've already done, that's what they're teaching us now. It's generally the stuff that we can actually use or they've seen does stuff for people. And I think it's already been like we're still refining it, but we have a good ballpark of what's. It's just a long process. Mm. Yeah, of course. Like it's going to take. More than a couple of years, obviously they've already like we're still progressing. Same with Western med, we're still progressing, right? It's like there's still there's still a lot of stuff that we don't know, and that's the same for Chinese med too.
3: And on that note, um, we'll end this podcast here. Thank you for listening to this no little good segue. bit. Oh, sorry, I'm just, <laughs> just I'm very
0: the queen of segues. No, no, I, think too, like I think we're too I think we're too triggered to yeah, make a <laughs> <and> <laughs> make a good segue. I,
3: Anyways, um, thank you for listening to this slightly more controversial um, episode and please let us know if you have any opinions or if you've heard any arguments for or against Chinese medicine. We'd really love to hear them. Um, Don't forget to give us a like on Facebook and follow our Facebook group for the discussion. Um, Don't forget to follow B Nick and I on Instagram and if you want to contact Tom, just send us a Facebook message. Say Hi. (laughs) Um, And
1: And as always, we'll be the Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.